Welcome to the Millionaire Secrets Podcast, where the most successful people in the world share their secrets to help you create the awesome life you desire. Welcome to another episode of Millionaire Secrets. This is Jeff Lerner, your host. Always thrilled to be here with you. And I'm going to be real honest today. It's between Christmas and New Year's that we're recording this. Things are super chill. I haven't had a lot of distractions today. And I was kind of like, man, I got to do an interview, but I'm not, I don't know if I'm totally feeling it. And then I saw that it was this guy, Robbie Blanchard, the number one ClickBank affiliate in the world and creator of Commission Hero. I've seen Rob, uh, Robbie's ads around and I've done affiliate marketing a long time. But, you know, For comparison, there's over 100,000 ClickBank affiliates and this guy's number one. There's about 73,000 college football players in the United States. So it's actually more elite to be the number one ClickBank affiliate in the world than it is to win the Heisman Trophy. That said, Mr. Robbie Blanchard, welcome to Millionaire Secrets. Wow, what an introduction. I mean, I, I, I try to tell people that I'm, I'm more elite than these college football players. They don't believe me. <laughs> yeah, does, does that work for you, picking up the girls at the bar? It doesn't work at all. Actually, I think it does the opposite, actually. <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah. Well, I, I will say, I'm at least one person who, who truly appreciates it. I've, uh, I did affiliate marketing full-time from 2009, I guess, end of 2008 to middle of 2012. That, that was my entire bread and butter. I started an agency after that and took some of those skills and you know, took them B2B. And obviously now I have an education company, but I know what that means. And that's, uh, that's some, some baller level credibility right there. So, you know, the inevitable question is like, well, how'd you do it? And we'll get to that. But, but first I would like to back up. Um, you're up in a small town in Massachusetts. Yep. Uh, went to Fitchburg State College, which I'm going to confess I've never heard of. Okay. <laughs> and uh, got, an, got a degree in exercise science, got an MBA, opened a gym. I know a thing or two about the gym business. I have some buddies that own gyms. And uh, if, as I understand it, started using Facebook ads to grow your gym because apparently just opening a gym isn't the same as growing a gym. No. And uh, that's kind of what got you into online. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, pretty much. You know, I, you know, like you said, I, I started a uh, CrossFit gym, and uh, back in two thousand and eleven was when I started it. And you know, it was it was okay at first, and but but like you said, it's you know the the expression "build it and they will come" is, in my experience, not true. <laughs> I I built it and nobody was showing up, and it wasn't until I got into uh, learning about Facebook ads, literally by chance. You know, just. Uh, you know, I saw people running ads on Facebook and I said, oh, geez, that's kind of interesting. I've never thought about doing that. And at the time, the Facebook didn't really even have an ad platform until just just at that time. And so I started to run ads and uh, that's when really things took off for me. And it was because I knew that I was a, a really good trainer. I knew I could get people in shape um, and, you know, going, you know, getting the degree in exercise science and everything. They, they teach you how to get people in shape and nutrition and strength training. But the one thing they never taught you how to do was how to get people in the door. Yeah. <laughs> And so that's really where um, that was the missing piece for me. So, you know, learning the ads, running the stuff that, that literally changed my, my gym and, and turned it from, you know, being on the verge of, of not being open anymore to thriving. And then it literally changed my life forever, you know, to be where I am today. It's all, it's all because of Facebook ads, honestly. Yeah. So, and it's funny you, you say that, I mean, cause that's not unique to exercise science. You know, I've had, I have a lot of different types of people on the show, but a fair number of people that I've had on the show, they kind of have that same story where like, I mean, the other day I had a lady that does real estate 
uh, lead generation and coaching. I had a guy a few weeks ago that does uh, lead generation and coaching for healthcare, you know, doctors and chiropractors and, um, you know, attor- I, I had a guy on the show that builds sales funnels for attorneys, like wow. all these specialized trades and skills, you go to school and they, they, they just kind of leave out the part where it's like, oh, here's how you actually go make a business out of this, which uh, is silly, but I'll say I'm kind of grateful for it because that's a big part of why Entra Institute you know, has, is needed in the market. You have all these people that um, don't understand how to market in the digital landscape. So, so tell me then, um, I mean, let's put a fine point on it because hopefully we can spark somebody listening to be like, ooh, this is the episode that finally got me to go, yes, I need to learn how to do this stuff so that I can get off the hamster wheel of life. What were the, as much numbers as you're comfortable sharing, what, what did it look like before Facebook ads and then after Facebook ads for your gym? Oh my gosh. I mean, well, just, just to put it this way, I mean, when I, before I was running Facebook ads, before I really knew anything about marketing, uh, I mean, there was, there was months literally, Jeff, where I literally had to decide, Hey, do I want to pay my groceries or do I want to pay like the, the rent for my, my gym? And, and, or, or literally, I remember times walking to the mailbox and just like, literally just my heart racing being like, man, are there gonna be bills in that mailbox? <laughs> Cause if there are, that's, that's gonna be really bad, you know, because I would, I would run out of money before I ran out a month. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was a bad situation. And obviously after Facebook, I mean, man, I mean, to get, just give you an idea, we went from a thousand square foot space uh, with my gym to then we upgraded to a 10,000 square foot space hmm. uh, just because of the amount of people we had. And we ended up having, you know, at the time we had about 400, 500 members, uh, you know, the CrossFit gym at, you know, 150, 200 bucks uh, a person per month. So it ended up, you know, being a very, very profitable uh, you know, business after a while, but it, you know, it didn't start that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I know one of my best friends uh, who's in real estate now, he, he, you know, he fought the good fight for years with a gym and just could never turn that corner. I, I know multiple people here in town where I live in St. George that have closed gyms. It's a hard business yeah. Yeah. Um, to crack the marketing. I'm sure, you know, the Hormozies who oh, yeah. uh, have, you know, essentially that's their business is kind of the gym consulting angle, but that's not what you do. You you've gone full bore into affiliate marketing, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. So it, it just kind of happened by chance, you know, once again, because I was, um, you know, I was doing the gym thing and, and I started to turn things around and have success online or with my, with my gym, which was, uh, was a big thing for me. And, uh, it's funny because a couple of years prior to that, uh, actually probably about four years prior to really have my success in my gym, I had learned about affiliate marketing. I learned about ClickBank and, and everything. And I actually was on the verge of joining a, a mastermind trying to figure out how to do it. But I couldn't, I couldn't do both at the same time. I was like, I got to either build my gym up or I got to do the online. I just didn't, I couldn't do both at the same time. So I decided to go the gym route. I uh, started to have success with the gym, obviously turn things around. And then I said, okay, I, I want to, I still got this, this itch I want to scratch and uh, I want to learn how to do affiliate marketing. And I ended up jumping into a mastermind and that's where I ended up learning about ClickBank and, um, and affiliate marketing and, and starting uh, your online business. And, uh, but I didn't start out as an affiliate. I actually started out with my own product on ClickBank. <laughs> yeah. um, it was a CrossFit product. It was called Dominate Your Double Unders. Uh, I don't know if you ever uh, heard of a double under, but basically it's a, it's a CrossFit movement. It's two, it's two uh, swings per jump with a jump rope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so right. uh, I saw people in my gym were struggling with it. And I said, hey, if I can put together a program showing people how to do it, uh, I'm going to make tons of money, right? That was kind of my, <laughs> my thought process. Uh, didn't end up happening that way. <laughs> um, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I'll never forget, Jeff. I, went, I joined the mastermind. 
I ended up going to the event. I remember uh, pitching my, um, my product to these uh, people that were in the mastermind who had these big email lists and asking them to promote my product as an affiliate and, and nobody would promote it. Um, and the reason why they wouldn't promote it is because everybody had a big list, but they were geared towards weight loss. They weren't geared towards a skill-based program like I had. So right. I got super frustrated and that's when I realized, hey, maybe I should try running Facebook ads because it worked for my gym. Maybe it could work for my product online. Uh, I ran ads and then, you know, within, you know, a couple of days I had a couple, you know, literally like three to five sales right off the, right off the bat. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is uh, pretty amazing. And so that got me down that rabbit hole of uh, affiliate marketing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You, um, you know, Thomas McMahon at ClickBank? I do, yeah, I know Thomas very well. Yep. Yeah. I had him on the show actually several months ago as well. He's a, he's a friend of mine. Nice. Um, I got to know him at an event earlier this year, uh, webinar con. I, I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Was, anyways, uh, well, you were there. I was there too. Nice. Oh, all right. Yeah. So sm small world. Yeah. I mean, it, awesome. <laughs> you know, actually that's, that's, that's a telling point. Like it's so funny, this, this digital marketing, you know, I don't know if it's an industry that probably doesn't, you know, define it very well, but digital marketing skill set, right. Mm -hmm. And practitioners thereof, it's such a, it's really such a, I don't know if simple is the word, but it's such a readily accessible skill set. Like yeah. anybody can do it. You know, you and I have both taught tens of thousands of people about it, but yet the number of people that make like millions and millions of dollars, I mean, that webinar con, that was a who's who, right? There was, you know, 150 guys in the room that had what, like $3 billion in funnels between them or something crazy. Um, and it is kind of a small world that, uh, that, you know, you and I would happen to have been at that same event. And, and it's interesting. I mean, you have a big training program, Commission Hero. You teach uh, affiliate. Is that, is that primarily what you teach in Commission Hero is affiliate marketing? Yeah, yeah that's it. That's all we teach is people how to uh, do affiliate marketing using Facebook ads. Yep. Okay. And, and what do you see as kind of the differentiator between, you know, let's call it the, I don't know your numbers and it's none of my business, but let's call it the relative few that just absolutely crush it. Yeah. And the vast majority who get mediocre to no results. What do you yeah. think is the difference? I, I think, I think there's, there's a couple of differences. I think that one of the biggest differences that I realized, you know, when I put together Commission Hero and, you know, one of the things I've learned over the past couple of years is you have to go narrow and deep on what you're doing. You, you can't, you can't be the jack of all trades, right? Like when I started to do affiliate marketing, I, you know, I could have gone into YouTube. I could have gone into Snapchat. I could have tried, you know, Pinterest and all this stuff, but me, I've stuck with Facebook yeah. <laughs> and I've just, I've just drilled down on one thing. Right. And then the other thing too, is like when it comes to, you know, offers that you promote, people always say, well, Robbie, you've, you've made millions of dollars uh, being as an affiliate. Like how many offers do you promote at one time? And I say one, <laughs> I promote one, one offer at a time. I focus on one traffic source at a time and I just keep on doing that until I'm successful at it. And so that's, that's really what I teach inside of, uh, you know, in the course as well. And that's, and we have students that are uh, just absolutely killing it because they were trying all these different things before, yeah. you know, email marketing and e-commerce and drop shipping. And then, you know, finally they just, you know, if they just go narrow and deep and focus on one thing and be really good at that thing, um, you have more success. And I really think too, and you probably would agree, Jeff, that the simpler something is, I think the more money you can make from it. You know, I think that's mm -hmm. a, the more complicated something is, the harder it is to 
get it to scale and get it to, to make sense. Like if you can't write it down on a napkin, it's, it's, it's probably not going to be a scalable thing. <laughs> I yeah. think, uh, I think Warren Buffett agrees with you. He, yeah. he refuses to invest in businesses that he doesn't understand and can't very simply explain to a teenager from, from what I hear, you know, my buddy Warren, I call him up. That's what he told me. Right? So, uh, <laughs> <W -B>, right? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man. So, and, and let me just say, anybody in my universe, any of my students at Entre Institute who's, who are listening to this, this episode, rewind the last two minutes and listen to what Robbie just said again, narrow and deep, narrow and deep, because, you know, it's the truth. I was watching a, uh, I'm sure you know, Valuetainment, the Patrick Bet David's YouTube channel. He was, I saw this great video uh, yesterday, I was doing research for a course, and he was talking about should you have multiple streams of income or should you have one stream of income? And he reframed the whole question around that's not the right question. Mm -hmm. Should you be a generalist or should you be a specialist? Mm -hmm. That's the question because specialists are the ones who get paid. Yes. <laughs> and so, so, so talk a little bit more about that in the context of what you do right now, running an affiliate, affiliate mm -hmm. offers with Facebook ads. What does that really look like to be a specialist? Describe all the ways that getting narrow is, or that, that you get narrow in that context. Yeah, it's a great, great, great question. I think that, you know, first of all, every, there, there's all these different ways you can have success with affiliate marketing, right? You can do it, you can do email marketing, uh, but that in itself has its own set of skills and own, you know, learning curve and everything like that. Like doing your emails, you know, having the delivery open rates, all right. this stuff. And then you have, you know, then you have Facebook ads, right? Which is, you know, getting your, your copy and your, your ad creatives to convert, getting people to click on your ads and then having your, your landing page, which is typically, a, you know, we do a quiz landing page, which is, you know, uh, four to seven questions, uh, which then leads people into the VSL, which is the offer. And, you know, so that takes that in itself takes some time to master because you have to get your, you know, your copy and creatives dialed in, you have to get your landing page, you have to make sure everything's kind of congruent. So you're taking someone down the path to uh, the VSL it's like a whole, it's a whole thing. And if you're not, if you're not going narrow and deep on that process and you're trying to do that and try to do email marketing and then try to do, you know, organic SEO stuff, like all, <laughs> you can do very good at all those things, but you have to pick one of them and stick with it, you know? And, and that's, and that's why I, I tell people in, inside of my, uh, uh, my course and anyone I talk to when it comes to wanting to learn how to do affiliate marketing or business in general, like you just, like, I'll give you another example, Jeff, like you mentioned you had an agency. I also had a uh, Facebook ad agency. So I used to run ads for um, a lot of people for a while and, and, you know, seven figure business did very well and everything. Um, but I was growing commission hero commission Hero was just getting started. And I'm like, man, this is, I know this is, I, I love doing this more. <laughs> this is, this is more exciting for me. Uh, this is what gets me up in the morning. And so, you know, I made the decision that, Hey, you know what, I'm going to stop my agency, <laughs> my seven figure agency, and I'm just going to go all in on commission hero because you know for me i just realized like i want to go narrow and deep and i want to uh grow this thing you know and so i think it's super important that you have to uh you know commit to something and then and just and just go with it and see it see it through to the finish line you know i think that's that's so so important and a lot of people don't do that a lot of people uh stop a lot of people a little bit of resistance or they get a little bump in the road or you know something like that they give up but you can't you have to double down on success and that and that's what it takes to to make it a, a big win you know yeah, and I think the industry, and I say the industry, I mean the online business education industry that, that I would say I'm in, you're in. I mean, that's a pretty big umbrella, right? A lot of people in that industry that have basically had a result and there's a lot of demand to know how they got the result. And so then they teach how they got the result, right? But a lot of people in that space call it, forgive the term, but the gurus, right? Um, 
you know, a lot of them are pretty multidimensional in, with their marketing. And, and I'll use myself as an example. I, I have a podcast. I have a really active YouTube channel. I have um, a, a pretty active Facebook page. I'm active on Instagram. I have my, I sell, I create my own products. I'm writing a book. Like, and people see that. They go, oh, well, that's the success formula. So I need to do that too. And it's like, no, that's not how you started. That's not how I started. You can do that once you have a team. I don't make my own Instagram posts. Somebody's going to rip this conversation that we're having right now and they're going to go edit it and turn it into little Instagram posts, right? But if it was just me, I would do exactly what you're saying. And I think that's a really important message for everyone to hear is like, unless you're at the point where you can literally, you have so much profit in your business that you can hire people to make you look multidimensional, don't worry about being multidimensional. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%, 100%. I think you have to, you know, you have to double down on what's working for you too. And I think that the other, the other mistake I see people make is they, they start to have a little bit of success or they start to, you know, get to that point. Then they just decide to do something else. And it's like, no, like keep, keep going towards it. Like keep pushing double down on it, you know? Um, and, I, and I think that's, that's so important because you have to, you know, learn, like this, this is the other thing I, 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 I talk to students about too, Jeff, is like, and, and it kind of goes to your point where, you know, people will say, well, Robbie, like I want to, uh, I want to create my own product. And I'm like, well, perfect. Like make a bunch of money in affiliate marketing <laughs> and then do whatever you want. <laughs> you know, like you have to, you have to really yeah. narrow, stay narrow and deep. And then that way, you know, you have the, the resources, you have the income coming in where then you can start to delegate and start to do other tasks. Like you said, like, you know, you wouldn't have had all your, your channels if it was just you doing everything right. So, but because you're, you were successful, you focused on one thing and because of that success, now you're able to delegate that out and then become multidimensional, which is, uh, which is important. So it's actually the opposite of what people think. Like you have to start narrow and deep and then you go multidimensional. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I mean, look, if you win a game, if you win a basketball game, don't go play baseball. Yes. If you win three NBA titles and MVPs and defensive players of the year, and your name's Michael Jordan, and you want to go play baseball. Okay, great. You've earned the right to go play baseball without diminishing your accomplishments in basketball. Yeah. And even then, <laughs> You're probably going to realize in a couple of years, you know what? I should go back to basketball because that was my thing, right? I mean, if Michael Jordan couldn't stick with a second thing, yeah. I promise none of us need to be getting over, you know, spread too thin, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> so, okay, cool. So, so I want to, you know, again, I, I said this before the show, I'm resisting my urge to get super nerdy and like <laughs> ask, get into funnel mechanics and, you know, and I am going to actually ask you some questions about how to properly architect affiliate offers with, you know, what are essentially non-affiliate friendly platforms like Facebook. Clearly you have to put something in front of the offer and we'll get into that. But first I'd like to just back up a little bit and say, you know, there's not a lot of people in the world that are number one in anything that has over a hundred thousand people. Mm -hmm. um, that that's, you know, and I don't know, don't get a big head here, but that's something special, right? That's a rare, magical, wondrous accomplishment. Uh, you're not the only person who went narrow and deep. Yeah. You're not the only person who probably promoted whatever product you were promoting when you hit that record. You're not the only person that was using Facebook ads. You're not the only person that was really good at Facebook ads. Yeah. Why is Robbie Blanchard the number one guy? Oh man, that's, that's a, that's a great question. Um, well, to be honest, I never, never set out. It was never a goal for me. I didn't even know you could, it could happen. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'll give you a perfect example and kind of how it how it happened, Jeff. Is so uh, back in 2000, uh, it was December 2018. 
Um, you know, I was running ads on Facebook and I woke up one day and everything was shut down. All my accounts shut down, business yeah. management shut down, everything, right? Like dead in the water. And all when, my- when, when was this about? This was, Dece- this was December, like beginning of December, uh, 2018, right? Okay. So- not, not too long ago. And so uh, everything was shut down, agency stuff, everything, right? So dead in the water. Um, and then, uh, so I scrambled, got everything, figured things out, didn't know what to do or how to do it, but I figured it out because uh, I knew that I had to, I had no choice. And so uh, figured it out, got, got back up and running. Uh, it got to be about second, uh, about, about the third week in December, uh, start running ads again, having more success. Uh, it gets to be uh, January comes up 2019, uh, but the second week into January, I get a message from somebody and they say, Hey, Robbie, like, uh, congrats, man, you're in third place. And I'm like, cool for what? <laughs> and they're like, Oh, for the, uh, the ClickBank affiliate contest, you know? And I said, Oh, wow. That's, I wasn't, I didn't even know about it. Like, I, so, so in my head, I said, okay, well I'm in the third place. I might as well try to try to win it, <laughs> you know? And, um, and the other reason why I decided I wanted to win it is because uh, at the time I had my commission hero program. Uh, done maybe a year ago prior like to that right so I just I, it wasn't named commission here or anything like that but um, I made a deal with myself and I said listen like if I win this contest and become number one that's the only way I'm going to release this this program you know um, and because I you know you have that I don't know if you ever go through that like imposter syndrome like am oh, I yeah. good enough? Do I deserve, you know that, that was me that was me and it's, it's still to this day <laughs> and so uh, and then I ended up winning the contest became number one but you know as far as like what got me you know why I'm number I became number one I mean, honestly, I just, you know, I think it just, I'm stubborn. And I think that, uh, you know, I always, I have that like chip on my shoulder and I've always kind of had that underdog mentality of like, man, I just, I just want to keep pushing forward and keep being successful. And like, and I've gotten really good at um, being comfortable with being uncomfortable uh, because in order to be number one on, you know, something like ClickBank and, and running affiliate stuff, you got to spend a lot of money per day and you have to manage your campaigns and you, and it's not comfortable when you're spending, you know, 30, 40, 50 grand a day. Um, that's not a very comfortable feeling because just one false move can <laughs> be very bad. Um, so I think for me, just being stubborn, it was one of the big things, but also, you know, just want just wanting success. I mean, I just, I just want to be, uh, successful and I want to just, uh, you know, have that success that, that I didn't have, like, you know, growing up or, you know, like that sort of thing. I, I just really, I, I just want to be successful and I want to just push the envelope and, and, and get out of my comfort zone. That's, that's the main thing for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it makes me think of the, you know, pretty well-known Eric Thomas statement that when you want success, yeah, that as a drowning man wants to breathe, you'll, uh, you'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. And, and I think the, and honestly, I think the other reason too, is because I, I knew that if I didn't win the, the ClickBank contest, I wasn't going to release the course. And, I, I, and, and for me, I think, I think if I, um, I've always been someone that I love to help people out. Right. The reason why I started my gym in the first place was because, you know, I was a skinny kid growing up and I used to get pushed in the lockers and had no confidence, started working out. I felt great, changed my life. Right. And I said, geez, if I can do that for myself, I want to help other people have that same experience. And so it was the same kind of idea with um, with when, when the when the contest with ClickBank. It's like, hey, I want to I want to be able to win, be number one, and have the confidence to be like, I'm going to start this and help as many people as possible. You know, so that was another like driving force for me is being able to have the confidence in myself. <laughs> and the only way I was going to have that was by winning it and becoming number one, and then being able to to in turn give back to other people. Yeah, you know, it's so funny you talk about that, and and I want to I want to camp further on everything you just said, but I'm just going to share briefly this idea of like setting goals, setting, con- not goals, conditions, 
I don't deserve X, Y, Z until I serve RQP, RQP, those aren't even consecutive letters, but forgive me, <laughs> really, really qualified people. Uh, <laughs> until I, until I serve, I don't deserve. Yeah. And you know, for you, until I have uh, demonstrated a certain level of, because I get it, man, when you achieve something like that, it's, I mean, yeah, you feel good and blah, blah, but ego is a really, uh, you know, deteriorating piece of joy, right? <laughs> like that gets old really quick, but it's what you inspire. It's what you prove is possible for people. And for you to do that, I totally get it. I, I have a, I've, I've been working for a year. I'm developing a piece of software and total moment of, of materialistic confession. I want this Porsche so bad <laughs> and I will not get it until I have 500 active users on my software. Yeah. And I haven't even launched the software yet. Yeah. But so every day, but the reason is because I feel like once I have 500 active users on my software, A, I'll have a profitable software company. B, I'll have 500 people that are getting positive value out of something that I've worked really hard to create. Then and only then do I deserve a really fast car. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's that same kind of thing, man. You kind of gotta, and, and to be honest, a Porsche, it's a little bit of a tacky motivator. I mean, it's not like, you know, if I'm being honest, but the, the reality is what gets us is what gets us. We can't choose what gets us. For me, this car is like a thing I want, but I'm going to make sure I deserve it. Um, and it sounds like you're kind of that same kind of guy. So, but you, to, to wrap up your, your whole answer, I mean, I heard grit. I heard stubbornness. I heard underdog. I heard you know, refuse to lose. I heard all this, this stuff that's very qualitative and kind of messy. It's not like, well, I have an IQ of 194 and I can, you know, do Facebook ads with one hand. It wasn't like that. Um, where'd that come from, man? Tell me, did you get, did you get your ass kicked a lot as a kid or what? No, no, I've never been in a fight in my life. You know, I tell people I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. And, uh, <laughs> You know, it's, uh, but, but I mean, honestly, it's just kind of, I've always had that kind of chip and chip on my shoulder. I mean, like, I'll, like, you know, I was, uh, grew up playing sports and I remember, um, you know, playing basketball. I was like, a, I was, you know, basketball is one of my favorite sports, even though I'm short and white and can't jump. <laughs> That's one of my favorite sports. And I, you know, I could, I could shoot the three, but, um, but the thing with me is like, you know, I was, I, used to, I had to work my butt off to get on the team. Right. And I remember, you know, just hustle and trying to make it happen and, uh, and getting cut. You know, I remember like, there was a couple of times I got cut or, or dropped down to JV as opposed to varsity. And uh, so I remember that. I remember like uh, I used to run cross country in high school. And I remember uh, my dad was the coach of cross, the cross country team. And uh, he did a whole write up in the paper and didn't mention my name when I was a freshman. And oh, so, you oh. know, just, you know, so then, so then I ended up working my butt off and I ended up becoming the number one or number one runner on the team uh, that year, because in my mind, like that was in my head all day long. Um, and it's kind of similar. It's almost a similar mentality, obviously not to the extreme of like, you know, Michael Jordan had where he literally would make up things in his head. Like you know, this person, <laughs> this person is like, I got to get this person. Right. So, um, you know, I kind of have that same type of mentality for me because I think for me, uh, honestly and truly like growing up, we, you know, my parents were both teachers. We didn't have a ton of money. It was always, you know, kind of hand-me-downs and stuff like that. And I just, I just, for me, I, I'm, I'm, I, I never want to go back to that. <laughs> I want to be like, cause I know that I've had success, but success is fleeting and, and it can go in an instant and you have to just always keep on pushing forward. And I think that, you know, like the, like the rock says, like the wolf is always scratching on the door. You know, it's, yeah. that's, that's how I feel every single day. And it's like, you know, I wake up, like I want to, 
you know, just keep pushing forward, keep the pedal down, because if I don't, um, you know, it, it could all go away. And that's, and that's always kind of like, a, I don't know if that's irrational or not, but I think most entrepreneurs should have that kind of little switch in their head that, because if you get complacent, yeah, man, it's not good. <laughs> so, so let's talk about, I mean, you said something that for me, I'm like, oh yeah, of course. But I, you know, to a lot of people, they probably, they might've done a little double take when you said 30 to $50,000 a day. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Facebook ad budget, I mean, you grew up with teachers for parents. And when you were a kid, a teacher salary was probably roughly what you spend on, spend on a day in Facebook ads at, at that, you know, when, at least when you were winning that contest. And I know, I mean, in the last year, I've scaled my business 2000% roughly. But in order to do that, there was a six month period where every month I was having to spend the entire month's previous month's revenue and then some just on advertising on the belief that it would back out in another 30 days and there would be profit so that I could do it again the next month. Yeah. And it was like this rapid staircase over a six month period where we, you know, we grew, grew 1500%, but every month I was like living on the edge. Yeah. And I remember, you know, you talk about imposter syndrome. It's one thing to have imposter syndrome to go, oh, I, I shot a video. Should I upload it? Yeah. It's another thing to have imposter syndrome to go, should I, you know, should I increase my budget to $25,000 a day mm -hmm. on ads when I, you know, maybe previously I never made that in a month. Yeah. Um, and so how did you contend? Was that, was that a struggle for you to kind of get, comfortable I mean, you said you were comfortable being uncomfortable but that's really uncomfortable for the average person how did you get comfortable and was it hard for you um it, it was it was hard at first i think the, it's gonna sound funny but the hardest part for me back in the day was going from like 20 dollars to 40 dollars. that was like the for some reason in my head that was the crazy that was it was like i was like oh my god 40 dollars! like that's double 20 you know um <laughs> but when i got to the point where i was doing you know ten thousand or fifteen thousand, like yeah, the numbers, the numbers don't lie. Right. So the numbers are telling me like, Robbie, you should scale up, <laughs> you should scale up this campaign uh, and you should spend an extra five, 10, 20,000 on top of it. Right. But in my head, you always have that little, you know, kind of like devil on your shoulder being like, well, what if it, what if it breaks? What if it doesn't right. work? What if it goes down, you know? So, um, but I've, I've been, you know, this is something I teach my students is like, I don't, uh, I don't have a gambler's mentality when it comes to my advertising and stuff. I have a very just data-driven mentality. So if, if yeah. the numbers are telling me to do something, I do it. I take my emotion out of it, right? Because uh, if if I was emotional, oh my god, I'd be a I'd be an emotional wreck <laughs> with some of the some of the stuff that we do. But yeah, you have to be data driven, and you also have to know your numbers too. That's that's super super important because if you don't know your numbers and like and like like you said, you know, being able to to spend more than you're bringing in because you know that you're going to back this out in you know three to six months, like that's that, you have to know your numbers in order to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me, I had a guy on the show, uh, Timothy Sykes, who, you know, he day traded, whatever, he got like $20,000 in bar mitzvah money and turned it into like millions in high school or, you know, it's a crazy story. But he was saying the same thing about just emotion. Emotion will gut you. And for investors and entrepreneurs, and an entrepreneur is just an investor in themselves. Um, it's the same psychology. You have got to get ruthlessly unemotional. Mm -hmm. To the point where people think there's something wrong with you and you need to actually be able to flip a different switch when you go home with your wife and kids and like have feeling, yeah. right? <laughs> or else you're just a robot that's destined to live alone. Um, yeah. But it's, it's hard. That's the, that's the biggest thing I, I see a lot of people struggle with. Um, okay, so how long did it take you from when you started affiliate marketing 
to get to where you were like, let's call it an elite level affiliate marketer, somebody that had the competence and the confidence to go spend $10,000, $20,000 a day and, and really know what you were doing? How long did that journey take? Uh, for me, I would say it was probably, uh, probably about a two-year period, I would say. What? Um, what? I thought success was guaranteed in 30 days on the internet. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> but no, it's uh, uh, two years, you know, and, um, you know, I was having success, you know, I was making a couple hundred dollars a day, which you know, yeah. at the time I thought was amazing. And then thousand dollars. Wow, that's pretty cool. And then it was like, you know, then it kind of gradually went up from there. And then it got to the point where, you know, the contest honestly pushed me because, you know, I'm a you know, a competitive person. And, <laughs> and uh, that, that definitely made me want to push even harder. But yeah, it was probably about two years to like, you know, from like, to really see that success. Uh, prior to that, I mean, honestly, it was it was probably over a five year period, five, six year period of really like, you know, starting the online business to getting where I am today. Um, you know, which is which is not a long, a long time, it really is not. But, uh, but it definitely, you know, when you look back, you're like, Oh, my God, it's amazing how much has, has changed. And it's just I love the I love the uh, saying, which is, you know, people uh, overestimate where they'll be in one year, but they underestimate where they'll be in five years. And I think that's a a hundred percent true because it's, it's hard to look five years down the road, right. And see where I am and, but, um, and connect the dots, because if you were to tell me like five years ago where I'd be where I am today, I'm like, how, I don't even, yeah. I don't even know how you go on that road, but, um, yeah, so it's, it, it definitely takes time. And the thing is like, you have to just do something every day. You have to be consistent every day. Like I see a lot of people like just start and stop and start and stop and, you know, take three months off and then try it again. And it's, it's like, you can't do that. It, it kind of reminds me of like, I don't know if you ever, you know, driving on the highway and you see all these people that like, you know, I see people going in the passing lane, then they go in the other lane and they go in this lane and, you know, they're, they're doing all this work, but I'm right. staying, in one lane. I'm staying in one lane. I just got my foot down and I'm, and I end up being ahead of them. Right. Even though they yeah. were working really harder than I was, um, it just stay in your lane, just keep going forward and stay consistent. You know, that's the, that's the key. Yeah, it's so true. And, and I love that you said, well, it took me two years. But even, but actually it took me five years before that, because there's this like, there's this period of getting to the starting line. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, it, it, from my vantage point, at least I, I counsel a lot of new entry level entrepreneurs, right? People that are making that pivot in their life. And you have to get ready to even begin. And that getting ready process is different for different people. You know, if you've been a top sales guy at a company and you're used to working your own schedule, living off commissions, uh, betting on yourself, taking risk, closing big deals, like you might be already kind of there to be like, oh, I'm ready to be an entrepreneur. But, you know, other people that have maybe been taking orders for 20 years, it might take them four years of therapy <laughs> just to be ready to place an ad, you yeah. know? Uh, yeah. It's, I think most of the, um, most of the issues people have are right up here. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, it's your, it's your entire mindset. It's, it's, it's being, having that maturity, having that mindset, like, you know, if it, to have the success I have now and to be who I was five years ago, it just wouldn't happen. Like right. <laughs> who, I, who I was five years ago, wouldn't be able to you know, comprehend, handle and, and, and deal with the, where I am now, you know, and uh, you know, like a lot of issues I have, you know, when you run a business, you run into issues and setbacks and problems and, man, a lot of those things that I have now, if I had them five years ago, it would have, it would have crushed me, you know, right. and it's like about building those uh, entrepreneurial muscles is, uh, is important because then you can handle, you can handle more of that weight on your shoulders, which is uh, important. And you have to, it takes time. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, literally that's, that's one of the keys to success. It's just, you just got to take, takes time, you know, consistency over time. That's it. The law, the law of the farm, right? 
<laughs> exactly. Um, cool. So, so let's talk then. If you know, if, forgive me. If, let's let's get into the deep end here on the on the marketing side. So, you know, I know a lot of people who they say affiliate marketing. They see Facebook ads. That's two very powerful things. Makes sense to smash them together, and they're banned. Yeah. yeah. No more Facebook account. Um, what do you counsel people? What's your kind of uh, method for doing affiliate marketing, whether it's on Facebook, I mean, you know, YouTube, Google search, they all kind of have the same rules. They don't like replicated offers. Sure. So what do you teach people to do to make that secure? Um, I, I tell them that uh, when it comes to shutdowns, it's, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. <laughs> and so you have to just know that and, and kind of be ready for it. And, and, uh, and it's just, it's just part of the game, you know, at the end of the day, like, and, and honestly, like, you know, I talk about this to my students all the time. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a compliant offer. It doesn't matter if you have a non-compliant offer. There's going to be a time where Facebook's going to shut you down. <laughs> it's just, you know, like if you go into any Facebook uh, ad buyers group right now, like everyone is just like, man, I got shut down. I'm, and I run like, you know, a dog training, you know, it's, it's very simple stuff. And then, but, you know, for me, I think that you have to realize that, you know, what we do with Facebook when it comes to, you know, ad accounts or business managers, like those are disposable assets. You know, at the end of the day, it's, um, that's how you have to, to treat them. Um, you know, everything I do is I don't do any black hat stuff or anything crazy like that, but, but, you know, even if, even not doing black hat stuff, you run into to setbacks and things like that. And so, you know, you can certainly, you can certainly uh, not go that route, but for, you know, for me, it's been, I've been shut down many, many times, you know, I've had uh, a lot of setbacks and, you know, for me, it's well worth it <laughs> when you're doing uh, seven figures and everything like that. And, and the other thing too, is you gotta be prepared. You can't just have one of something, right? You need to have more, more accounts, more stuff going on. Um, you know, it's just like when you're driving a car, right? You have, you got four tires on your car and eventually you're going to drive or drive down the road and you're going to get a flat tire. You're going to hit a pothole, right? And then guess what? You don't stop driving for the rest of your life. <laughs> no, you get a new tire on and you keep on going, you know? So um, for me personally, that's, that's kind of the, the mentality I've had um, because at the end of the day, like if you can do it right and have a, a winning Facebook ad with a high converting offer, I mean, it, it literally can change your life forever. I mean, yeah. Um, like I just had a student um, in my in my course that uh, in a 12 month period went from being fifty thousand dollars in debt uh, to doing two point four million dollars in sales in 12 months with with affiliate marketing with what we teach and um, and yes he, he was shut down yes he had some setbacks but if you ask him hey was it worth it uh, yeah the answer is yes <laughs> yeah it's like it's like it's like going to the gym and and saying okay you're gonna work out really hard every day for five years. And you're not going to see one ounce of progress. You're just going to be pasty, fat, gross, nothing's going to move until the end of the fifth year. And you're going to wake up that morning and you're going to, I don't know, look like who's a fit guy, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Maybe you don't want to be that big, whatever. You're going to look like Brad Pitt and fight club, like, but, it, but it's going to take five years and you're not going to see any progress. But at the end of the fifth year, you're going to look like Brad Pitt and fight club. Would you go to the gym? Of course you would, yeah. <laughs> right? Of course you would. And, and I think that there is, now obviously the, the human body doesn't work that way, but that's kind of how internet marketing tends to feel sometimes. It's like, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm banging my head against the wall. I'm grinding. I'm, I, you know, my kids, my, 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 my brother is making fun of me, telling me I'm wasting all my time and whatever. But like, man, when you hit, like you yeah. said, it, it's, it takes off like a rocket. Yeah, yeah. It's so powerful. Um, and it's worth it's, it, that's the thing I, I want everybody to hear is like mastering. There's a window of time, I think. Maybe it's 10, 20 years 
where these skills are like, they're like alchemy. It's like literally turning lead into gold. Yeah. You have magical powers. 20 years from now, they're not going to be such magical powers anymore because it's going to be so AI driven. I don't know. We're all going to be living in VR and it's going to be different and whatever, but there's a special time right now. That's why I'm so passionate about this. It's like, I think millions of people can change their lives in the next 10 or 20 years by learning these skills. Uh, oh, absolutely. And I mean, and just, just, just 2020 proved it. I mean, it's, um, I mean, the world has changed. More people are online than ever before. I mean, you know, Harvard University is like, hey, we're going fully online <laughs> and we're right. going to pay, and you got you got to pay us full tuition. Um, but, uh, you know, that's absolutely, I think the world's going that way. And I think that, um, you know, the, the quote unquote, you know, safe jobs that we had before and stuff aren't, aren't, aren't as safe anymore, I think. Like, like perfect example, Jeff, like I still own my CrossFit gym. Um, I mean, thank God I have an online business because- yeah. Yeah. We, we're in, my gym's in Massachusetts and uh, you know, we, we had to shut down for three, four months. And then we, and then now we're still operating at like 30, 40% capacity and, and it's, it's tough. And if I was just a gym owner, with, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I wouldn't be as happy as I am today because, yeah, of because of the online business I, I'm thriving. I had my best year ever. And so I think that's just like, like I can, I can see both sides of the coin because like, you know, I know what it's like to have a, you know, brick and mortar business and everything and be struggling, but then I know what it's like to have uh, a really, really successful online business. And, and I'll, I'll take this any day of the week. Yeah. Amen to that. So, so do you teach people, obviously, I, I mean, I, I think it's a foregone conclusion. You teach people to put some kind of a bridge page or that create their own proprietary tripwire offer, something in front of the affiliate offer to promote on Facebook. So they're not running the affiliate offer directly on Facebook, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't run direct uh, offers on, on Facebook. So what we do is typically a quiz. Um, and and the, the way we do it is very simple. It's like a four question quiz. And uh, the reason why we have the quiz as our landing page is because people love to take quizzes <laughs> and uh, it's very easy to test, especially if you're, you're new to this, it's very easy to come up with four questions. You can get people to answer. Right. Um, and then the other reason why is because we don't, we don't sell from the actual ad itself. The purpose of the ad is create curiosity and to get you to stop scrolling. Um, we never, we never sell from the ad because nobody goes on to Facebook in the morning and says, I'm going to go buy something. I'm going to go on Facebook to buy it. Right. right. Uh, but people buy stuff on Facebook. So we do that, send them to the, the quiz and by sending to the landing page, honestly, it's way better than sending them direct to an offer because it's not as abrupt. And uh, you know, by going to that quiz and taking those four questions, you know, by the time you take the four questions, you've already forgotten that you came from Facebook. So now you have, you're more focused. And now when you go to the offer, um, and once again, the landing page doesn't sell, you go to the offer, the offer does all the selling, uh, which is why it's called a video sales letter. Right. <laughs> it's selling for you. That's, that's what we do. It's really, it's really that uh, boils down just to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, such a simple thing. I, 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 just as an example for anyone listening to kind of put some, some, you know, an exhibit in front of you of like, what does that look like? I saw this amazing ad on Facebook, totally played to my ego too. It was like, can you run less than an eight minute mile, uh -huh. you could save money on your health insurance. <laughs> find out, find out about special health insurance offers for fit people. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, sweet. So I went and it was like, how fast do you run a mile? How many pushups can you do? How long can you hold your breath? And I don't, you know, whatever the questions were in, do you smoke or something? And then, you know, it connected me to what was probably an affiliate referral link to who knows progressive or whatever. Um, but uh, it was classic, right? And that's a, that's a, I think that's a, an example of what you're talking about for anybody that's trying to like put a picture to it. Um, so then with this idea of creating a bridge offer, creating a quiz, 
Uh, and maybe a quiz doesn't, doesn't deal with this so much because a quiz is pretty innocuous, right? But my experience is a lot of people, they, they, you mentioned imposter syndrome. They kind of bump up against it as soon as it's time to like create their own piece of the funnel. It's like they're comfortable placing ads. They're comfortable promoting, you know, pre-existing offers. But then like that little creative piece in between, they're like, well, ah, they freak out. Cause like, well, who am I to create a piece of this flow that was, you know, otherwise built by experts. How do you in general, and, and maybe a bigger, maybe the, the broader question with your, within your whole community, how much do you work on helping people overcome that imposter syndrome? Cause yeah. I, I know it's crippling in my world. Yeah, for sure. I mean, quite a bit. I mean, one of the things we do, I mean, we obviously we help them out quite a bit because we give them a lot of landing pages. Right, right, cool. <laughs> but but as far as you know, teaching is, and, and one of the things I teach my students, I think is the opposite of what most people teach is, you know, they'll start with people. Most people will teach like the Facebook ad side of things first. Where I'm like, hey, the most important thing you can do when it comes to an offer is is watch the VSL, <laughs> take take notes, uh, build out your avatar. Who are they trying to advertise to? Who are they trying to reach? How old is that person? Where do they live? Like, are they married? Are they single? Like, build all that out and have that huge list which you're building your avatar then work backwards then go to your landing page okay cool now i'm going to build up my landing page based on that person that i just created with this avatar right then the next step is go ahead and do your ads right because when you do that everything is going to be congruent because you work backwards as opposed to coming up with your ad copy first and then being like all right this is what i'm gonna do for my my landing page and then oh oh but then like the afterthought is the offer <laughs> where right. do the opposite and that makes a huge difference because uh, a lot of people make the mistake of trying to advertise based on how they would buy. Uh, and you can't do that because I'm not a, I'm not a 40 year old woman. I'm not a 50 year old woman. So I'm going to buy very differently than somebody that's going to purchase that product. So you have to work backwards. Yeah. Yeah. And for anybody listening, that's not familiar with the avatar concept. It basically means kind of like a, like an idealized person to represent your audience. So like you could say, well, I sell, I sell sporting goods. So my avatar, his name is Phil. He's a 38 year old weekend warrior, golfer and basketball player. He makes between 60 and $90,000 a year. And it, it gives you a specific point of reference to angle all your marketing to Phil knowing that it's going to obviously reach, you know, Phil's not even a real person. It's going to reach a lot of people, but it's just easier. It's like, it's like right now, it's a lot easier to have a conversation with one person than with everyone that could be listening. Cause that doesn't even mean anything. Right. Um, so that's, that's the avatar concept we talk about. So what, um, what, what would you say is for people that are maybe looking at like, as ah, affiliate marketing, a thing that I should entertain, you know, we hear, about the Robbie Blanchers of the world who, and, and you know, I can name some other names that like people that make just ridiculous amounts of money affiliate marketing, but that's not the norm. What would you say is a normal positive outcome for somebody who's serious and stays committed for, you know, frankly for years, because that's often what it takes, but somebody who eventually becomes a full-time professional affiliate marketer, what would you say is like a, you know, standard outcome for them income wise? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you asked that because um, just recently I was actually at the ClickBank headquarters and, and what I did was I, uh, I asked them, I said, hey, listen, like here's a sample size of uh, uh, 1,500 students that are in my course. Like 
how much have they made right. <laughs> over the past like year and so or so? Um, and so they, they took that sample size of 1500 people and uh, it was crazy. I mean, the average student made $26,000 in 2020. Um, and then uh, overall, it was like $22 million they generated. So so that would be, a, a, you know, probably a, a more conservative, uh, you know, an extra 26 grand in your pocket per year is, is not not too bad. Um, you know, obviously you can, you know, you can make way more than that. But, right. uh, you know, I think, but the key is you have to, as I tell my students, slow is fast, right? And, and direction is more important than speed. So you have to really make sure you take your time, uh, build up, understand the concepts, don't make the silly mistakes and build that foundation first, because when you build that foundation first and understand everything and then implement, <laughs> you know, that's when you're going to have way, way more success. And, uh, and I also tell my students, like the hardest thing to get to is that first thousand dollar day, yeah. uh, kind of our milestone. Once you get to that first thousand dollar day, like you put in all that, all that work you put in to get there now to get to like, you know, 2000 or 5,000 or 10,000, like it's way easier because nothing really changes. You're just turning up the volume. So, um, yeah, I would say on average, that's kind of what, I, what I'm seeing my students make. And, um, and that's, and that's not a bad, not a bad thing at all. And I think the other thing that's cool about affiliate marketing too, Jeff, is that uh, I think that's one of the best ways to start online because you don't have to come up with your own product. You don't have to, you know, with, with what I do, you don't have to do an email list. You don't have to do uh, your own store. And I mean, you can just literally get up and running and, and have success and make money. And then you can go and do other stuff. If you want to do that too. So for me, that's the, been, been the avenue. It's kind of the inversion of what you started off by talking about, which is most businesses, your gym business, where you learn all this exercise stuff, but you never learn about lead generation and customer conversions. Affiliate marketer, marketing is the inversion of that, where all you have to focus on is lead generation and, and engineering the offer, really properly setting the offer up so that it'll convert. And then everything else is taken care of by the offer creator, right? And that's what I, I totally agree with you. I think affiliate marketing, I, in fact, in our, in, in our company, we, we sometimes flirt this line between calling it affiliate marketing and really just kind of calling it like digital marketing foundation. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what it is. It's offers, it's funnels, it's ads, it's targeting, it's conversion science, and it's, and it's not getting lost in the weeds of actually building out a business. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I'm, I, uh, I'm glad you said that. And, and the other thing I want to say to people, and I'm curious your thought on this, like, it's funny because I'm like, I, I'm a, I have a deep love of humanity. I love people, man. I have a, I, I often say I have a condition. I don't, I can't even see people as they are anymore. I see people as they could be. So I see this like blinding, glowing light shining off of everyone. Right. But then that, what that leaves me with is kind of this also perpetual disappointment because people don't necessarily live up to their greatness. And this is what I want people to understand. You hear these numbers, you know, Robbie, and this is no knock on you, but you are the number one affiliate out of a hundred thousand plus affiliates. You weren't really competing with a hundred thousand people. Cause you'd say, okay, well, who's even really serious about it. Well, wipe out 80,000 of them. <laughs> who's working on it every day. doesn't miss a day. Wipe out another 15,000 of them who works it, you know, like their life depends on it. Wipe out another, 3,000 of them who works it, who's willing to gamble to not gamble, but who's willing to invest what it takes to scale to the level that you can get to. Oh, that wipes out another 1500. Now you're down. I think if my math is right, you're down to like 500 people. Like you were probably only competing with like 50 guys yeah. Yeah. to really win that contest. And I think when people understand that, that like 
the vast majority of people that muddy the statistics, they're not even really in the game. Yeah. Yeah. You put yourself in very elite company when you just decide to go all in and do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, do you, do you experience that same dynamic in your community? I love all my students, but I'm not going to pretend they're all all in. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. You know, I think that, you know, there, there's definitely a, um, there's a spectrum, right? There's, there's the, the students that are just literally all in. They, they, it clicks, they got it. They're, they're, they burn the boats. <laughs> there's no, there's no excuses, nothing. And then, you know, then there's people that, that make the excuses, right? Like they find all the, all the potholes in the road, why it won't work. Right. And so, um, and that always, you know, kind of amazes me because it's like you, you know, these two students, student A and student B, they have access to the same information. They have access to the same everything. Right. Uh, but one of them is super successful. One of them doesn't have success. And, and it, I think honestly it comes down to just, you know, that grit and having that mentality and having that mindset of like, of wanting to do it and no matter what, you know, and I think that's uh you know, that's a big thing. And obviously you want, you want to help as many people as possible. And we've ha- we've helped a lot of people, but um, you know, it just comes down to, you know, I think at the end of the day, like you're competing against yourself. Like, as you mentioned, like maybe I was competing against 500 people. I think I was competing against just one person, me. Right. <laughs> and uh, although, although it did get your attention when you found out you were number three. Yeah. <laughs> and, then I had to, and then I had to pep talk myself into making it happen. And I think that's, that's important too. And I think in competition is such an important thing too, because you know, for me, and I know a lot of my students too, like, you know, they see someone having success and they're like, man, like son of a bitch, like that guy's doing it. Like I, I can do it, you know? So um, it's, it's, I think that's the big thing, but yeah, I think at the end of the day you have to, you know, commit to it. You have to burn the boats. And if you, you see someone doing it, then there's no reason why you can't do it. You know, you just have to, just have to really want it bad, you know? And be really careful who you learn from. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, I would generally say, don't learn from anybody that direct messages you on Facebook or Instagram, like literally just don't learn from them because anybody that you want to learn from isn't hustling business by direct messaging you on Facebook or Instagram. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Important thing that needs to be said. Um, Cool, man. Well, geez, we're, we're about at the, at the top of the hour. This has been amazing. It's flown by Um, again. I'll just, let me just again, say mad props and respect for what you've achieved. Um, It's incredible. How can people go get deeper into your world, both from a content perspective and also if they're interested in your programs? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if they want to learn more about me, you know, obviously I have a YouTube channel. There's, you know, just uh, search uh, Robbie Blanchard. You can find me on there. I got, uh, you know, my course Commission Hero, which, you know, we help people have success online. And uh, it's, it's been an awesome journey and we keep on growing and growing. We're coming up on uh, just over 8,000 students now and, and just over a year, which is unbelievable. Cool. Uh, and yeah, just, you know, the more, more I can help people out, the better, but yeah, commission here, just go to commissionhero.com. Um, or you can just, uh, you can follow me on Instagram too. Uh, uh, just at Robbie Blanchard, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm everywhere. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. We'll grab all those links and put them in the descriptions. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not always, I don't always say this, but I'll say it about Robbie, go follow him. Uh, he's, he's vetted, he's legit. He's one of the best in the world at what he does. He gets, not that this is anything he's ever craved, but he gets the Jeff Lerner stamp of approval. Yes. I came into into this, Jeff, hoping that I would get the stamp and I did. Yeah. You were, you were number three in line for the stamp and you just, you just topped it. Yes. They made. (laughs) No, this has been great, man. I'm really grateful that you came on the show. Uh, This has been wonderful. Worlds, heed the call. These skills will absolutely revolutionize your life. And this is not just a reaction to COVID thing. It was true before COVID. It's all the more true during COVID. It'll still be true after COVID. 
You do not have to do anything in this life that you don't want to do to earn money unless you don't like, well, I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Maybe some people just don't like affiliate marketing, but like you don't have to go grind it out at that job that you can't stand. That's my point. Uh, get into Robbie's world. Thank you, Robbie. This has been wonderful. Any parting thoughts? Yeah, just just uh, take action. Just make it happen. You know, I think uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's it's a big world. There's so many opportunities and uh, you just have to go out and get it. You know, if you want it, go get it. Amen to that. You heard it here. Robbie Blanchard, folks. Thank you again for being a guest on Millionaire Secrets. And thank you to all viewers and listeners out there. Much love, much appreciation. You are the reason we do what we do and the best part of this show. Take care. We'll see you on the next one. You just finished this episode of the Millionaire Secrets Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please like and share this episode and do leave us a review. Let us know how we impacted you today. Your next step toward creating your awesome life is to join me and thousands of others in the Entre Nation community where you'll receive free training, networking with other awesome life seekers, access to live events, discounts, merchandise, and other awesome perks. Head over to www.entrenation.com. That is www.entrenation.com and join us today. And of course, do please follow me on social media. I can be found on all the major social networks at Jeff Lerner Official. Thank you again for listening and please go be awesome.